who becomes a bad guy. And if you watch the film, real closely, the first original three films, at the end there's this real touching scene. It's when Luke Skywalker, and now he's found out that Darth Vader is, is his father, and, and, and Darth Vader saves his life, and he turns back to the good side. So Darth Vader was a good guy who become a bad guy who become a good guy. You might even look closer at the first three films. In the first three films that you see, uh, the, well, the most recent three films, which were previous to the last three, but were made before, that makes no sense at all. But they made these three films, and in that three films there was this empire, and the empire was based on a democratic government. But the rebels, who are the good guys, are overthrowing the democratic government, but we think democracy is good, so we're the good guys, the bad guys. And so he was talking about this illustration, and I was just, I was hanging on his words. I was like, wait a second. By the time I got done, my mind was all jumbled up. And he said, I believe that's what's happening in society today. Yeah. That, that what we used to call good, we now call bad. And what we used to call bad, we now call good. And he went further in it. And he said, now I want you to know this. You're going to He went into that school. And he killed all those people. But, but, but there's some writings that he wrote that said that he felt like he was bullied, that he was ostracized. And so those groups of football players and cheerleaders and the in crowd ostracized him from it. So who others might have saw them as the good guys, he saw them as the bad guys. And so what do you do to bad guys? You get rid of them. And so we live in a society today that's turned upside down on its head. Sister Ashley, and I was so pleased when she started saying what she said. Because what she said was is that men has decided what's right instead of what God has said was right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what she said. Right. Right. And so my mind just been just replaying this over and over in my mind. And, and just back to the cowboy analogy with the white horse, right? In the book of Revelations, in about the sixth chapter, the Bible talks about a white horse being, and, and sometimes people think that's Christ coming back, but this man on this horse is coming to conquer, and it's given to him to conquer, and he's carrying a bow. And Ephesians 6 tells me the one who carries the bow, who shoots the fire and darts, is the devil. So the one on the white horse in the book of Revelations is the Antichrist. It's turned upside down. Now, 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 now I begin to think about this. So where does this all start at? And so I went to Genesis, because that's where it started at. In the Genesis in the third chapter, we find where man falls. And, and, and Eve is, is pulled in uh, to what the devil offers. Verse 1 of chapter 3 of the book of Genesis says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Skip down to verse 22, the same chapter. Now she's taken the fruit at this point, and she's given it to Adam, he's taken to it, they hid it in the garden, because they knew that they were naked, and they heard God come, and so they went and hid it. And now the Lord's called him out. Verse 22 says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, 
lest he put forth his hand, take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. In the Garden of Eden, God said, what man should not do is start messing around with the knowledge of good and evil. You know why he said that? He said because he, he said, he, he said that, that he knew the difference, but he knows what to do with it. And so when man starts messing with the knowledge of good and evil, here the problem is, is, is that we begin deciding what's good and what's evil. And ever since, that's what man's been doing. He's been deciding what's good and what's evil, what's right and what's wrong. You fast forward to the book of Genesis chapter 11, and you see them building this great big tower, the Tower of Babel. They're, they're just handed up, just headed straight up. And verse 6 of that chapter, you read the others, it's good too. But verse 6 of 11, Genesis says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And so, so they begin to determine this was right and that was wrong. We should do this and not do that. Man has decided he's going to take control. And when man decided he was going to take control and make those decisions, he took the place of God. Yeah. That's what he did. He took the place of God. He, because that's what happened in the garden. God said he's become as one of us. And so man has put himself in God's place. And so what's happening in society today, what's going wrong in, in all these schools and all these different situations is this man has decided he's going to make the decision. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you think that this young man who went into that school thought that what he was doing was wrong or right? In his eyes, what did he think? He probably thought this is the right thing to do. Matter of fact, most people who do anything think it's the right thing to do. Even if their conscience is telling them one thing, their mind is telling them something else. That's why they do it. And so, and so in society today, these people think that they're justified of the decisions they make, and they put themselves in the place of God. As a matter of fact, let's get a little bit closer to home. When we decide we're going to take over and start making the decisions, we put ourselves in God's place. Fast forward in the scriptures just a little bit uh, to the book of Judges, chapter 17. I'll turn up. But verse 6, and then also verse uh, 25 of chapter 21, basically it says, and everyone did what they thought was right in their own eyes. Yeah. And that's what was going on. And can I tell you, we far from the beginning, right? Y'all say this, right? We need to follow from the beginning. Now, some years have passed between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 11. And some more years passed between Genesis chapter 11 and in the book of Judges in that time period. All the way to the very end of Judges before they even had a king. Before God had even declared that. Already, man had decided, I'm going to make my own decision. As a matter of fact, when you invite people to come to church, what do they do? They make a decision. Oh, that's just not for me. And they decide what's right in their lives instead of what's so, so, I told you, we're going to go from, from all the way from Star Wars to Billy Graham. So, Billy Graham passed away today. And for those who didn't know, and I've heard several different commentaries and all these people talking about his life. And they begin to say, how in the world did this man touch this many lives? How in the world did he have such impact? How did he get into the places that he got into? Now, I don't know if you know this, but he owned stadium records for people that would come in. There would be people outside, and they'd be preaching to them. And, and, and whether you're a fan or not, that's not important here. But, but because what I want you to see is, is 
that, that he reached people. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, most of the time, he only read maybe five, six, seven scriptures at the most. He didn't even read a bunch of scriptures when he got there. What you may not know about his life is, is that prior to ever going into a town to preach, a month before, he wanted every newspaper for that whole month because he didn't want to know where the people were at. And then what he would do is, is after he'd read all these newspapers and he'd understand exactly where they were at, he'd look at the scripture and say, now where's the truth? Don't you hear that? Yeah. He'd look at where they were at and then he'd open his Bible up and say, now where's the truth? See, here's what we need more than anything else. It's the truth. More than anything else we need today is the truth. Amen. I'm telling you now, you just look around, you can turn the TV on for just, just seconds, and you will, it, it won't take long, and you'll be like, I can't believe that. Right. I just don't even know how they live that way. I don't even know how they think that way. I, you know, I see situations, and I deal with sometimes really troubled situations, and I ask myself, how in the world could they possibly think that was the right thing to do? That's because it's flipped upside down, and they're trusting their own judgment rather than in the judgment of God. Yeah. And what they really, really, really need is the truth. It's the truth in church today. Can I tell you more than anything else? What we need today is the truth. And what Billy Graham was preaching and preached and preached to thousands of people was that there is but one way. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, he had some of the most simple messages. His messages were on a middle school grade level. That, they were no complicated words, no sophisticated tones. I'm telling you, the church needs to get back to the sophisticated of the simple yeah. truth of God. And quit trying to impress people with Amen. big words and big ideas. Let the Spirit do the convicting yeah. and get to the truth. That's where the church says. Amen. 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 John chapter 14, verse 6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That, 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 that's not confusing. And that's not hard. Church, why don't we just share that we know who the truth is? Why can't we just tell people that Jesus is the only way? Well, why is that so hard to go out and witness to people and say, I don't know who the truth is? Why is that so hard? It's such a simple message. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father. But I mean, the very first thing, first thing, church, we gotta get, we gotta get this down. Is that he's the truth. Amen. He's the truth. And we need to get the simple, simple message of who he is. We need to get it. We need to get it. We need to get it. Turn to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. This last place I'm going to take. <laughs> now that you know the world needs the truth, they need Jesus. They don't know. Sometimes it takes great tragedy and heartache for God to bring people to their knees. But he's still doing that. He's still bringing people to the knowledge of truth. It ain't like we've seen in days before, and I don't know if we'll ever see folks like Billy Graham preach and see thousands say, I have no idea. I don't know. But we can look and say there'll be a great revival at the end of the days. Maybe there will. I don't know. We will see it though. John chapter 8, though, he began to talk to his followers, his believers. In John chapter 8, verse 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. So these were people that were following, okay? They're, they're followers, so this word's for us, okay? This is for you and I. He, he says,
said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, church, this is the part I want to get to. And I'm going to try just my best just to preach just as simple as I possibly can right here. Just for a few moments. Can I tell you this? That we are too easily caught up in the world. Amen. Can I tell you tonight that we get too easily wrapped up into what they've got going on? And we'll begin to question whether or not we know the right thing to do or not. Amen. We begin to be kind of like the Star Wars. Well, he was a good guy, but then he was a bad guy, but then he was a good guy. We begin to make excuses for what's right and what's wrong. Church, can I tell you, we need a good dose of the truth. Yeah. We need it. We got churches changing their faith, changing their belief, saying things that God didn't say. They're saying things are okay that aren't okay. We're reporting babies and saying, well, that's all right. That's just a part of society. Yeah. Even they, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. Right. Amen. We need to get back to the truth. Yeah. He said to him, he said, now, you say you believe, don't we? So, if ye continue, Church, how we continue? It's going to be a time of testing. I want you to know, I, I don't believe it's going to get better. I don't. I think the world's headed in a bad direction. And there's a reason people are afraid. There's a reason my home runs at work and people say, oh, I'm so scared about my babies. Can I tell you why? Because they look out their back door and they see people just like that young man down there in that state. They see people acting just like it, posting the same stuff on their Facebook. <laughs> on his Facebook. There's a reason people are scared. There's a reason that people are wanting to do something about it. But can I tell you, the church, what we need to do more than anything else, more than go and rally, more than go and raise a bunch of money, we need to continue in the work more than anything else. We need to continue in the work. We need to know the truth. Otherwise, the devil, who is the great deceiver, is going to fool us. Oh, don't believe me. Go down the road a little ways. Go down the road a little ways and see if he ain't fooling people. See if people just said, oh, they would never go that way. They, they would never believe in that. They would never allow that in their home. And see that the devil has fooled people. Right. You know what he's got to believe? He's got to believe in that lie. It's the truth, because that's what he does. He tells them. Lies and not the truth. And they begin to believe those lies. Can I tell you, we got some fantastic young people. We're young people, y'all are in trouble. If you're not rooted in the word. Because I know a whole bunch of young people. I see young people all over this county. And we got a bunch believing lies. Yeah. And the devil teaches them that it's real. Amen. And they think that listen, listen to me now. They think they're doing good. Can I, can I just be real with you for a moment? They believe that what they believe is love, and it's a lie of the devil. That's dangerous, church. That's dangerous. Amen. I'm thankful we got places that they still hear the truth and hear the word of God. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful the church where I go and there are people that still live. But can yeah. I tell you, he'll creep in the back door if we're not rooted Amen. in the word. Amen. We'll go farther now. Like live preacher preach good, he'll creep into your home. Yeah. He'll creep into your home, and, and things will begin to happen in your home right under your nose, and you'll think they're good, and it's a right because you've not stayed grounded in the word. Right. Amen. He, they will. 
Be careful. Because he already is. He's already down the road from you. He's in your neighbor's home. Young man broke into school this morning. Had some real disturbing things around him. His aunt goes on the news and says he didn't mean nothing. He's just into that culture. Now I'm telling you, that's what she told publicly. I didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. I'm just saying. Maybe the devil's sneaking. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's falling for a lot. Mm -hmm. Our culture's pushing right now with these other, these all these different countercultures and things that are all okay. And that's just the way that they believe. And that's just the way they feel about things. Can I tell you, it's a lie of the devil. Mm -hmm. There is but one truth. And his name is Jesus Christ. And everything has to measure up to him. If, you, if you're confused about what's right and wrong, young people, if you're confused about how do I know that this is okay or that's okay, can I tell you, measure it up against the Word of God. Amen. Can I tell you that this has stood the test of time? It will be standing when we're long gone. Stand and look and see what the Word does say. As he says, if, if you say that you follow me, then continue in my Word. Because if you're not continuing his Word, then you're probably not following after. And if you're not following after, you're probably not a disciple. Now, can I say this hits close to home for some of us because we know that there's it's already there, right? It's already there. And so, I'll preach that hurts you, and you preach that because because I know where it's already at. Can I tell you, it's already close to home everywhere. Yeah. Can I tell you, don't 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 fret, don't be dismayed. It's already everywhere. Don't, right. don't think, well, I'm the only one that's dealing with this. It's in my family. It's in that one down the road from me. It's, can I tell you, it's everywhere. Yeah. The devil's been doing a good job of what he does. But look at what the scripture says. He says, continue my word. Then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And listen, and the truth shall make you free. Can I tell you, there is still hope. What happened here Sunday, to us, seems like an anomaly. It just happens every now and then, right? There's still hope. Yeah. Why? Because he's still on the throne. Right. And he's still the God of all gods. And he's still, he is still the truth. And there's still hope. Yes. We just need to continue in the word. I'm thankful. I've been, I've been praying for revival for the church. Yeah. But, but not just as, I want to see God do something. Yeah. Now, I'm telling you, I'm sitting at the church, and it's 1 o'clock this past Sunday. And ain't nobody will leave. Ain't nobody will go nowhere. Can I tell you what really happened? This is how it happened. We started Sunday school, and testimonies broke out Sunday school, and we never stopped. There was no transition. There was no piano playing, no singing of songs, no nothing. We just didn't stop. Yeah. And people just kept saying, well, I just got to tell you what the Lord's done for me. Sure. And can I tell you, it fed our souls. God is still real, and he can still make a change in your life. He can still make a change in your brother's life and in your sister's life right. and in your, in your family's life. He can make a change in your school. He can make a change in your workplace. He can make a change in this community if we would just stay grounded in him. Amen. He'll set us free. But we got that. And church, we need to dig in now. I'm telling you, the devil's fighting hard for our country. You know he is. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be real honest. I think some of us have given up hope. I think some of us have said, well, we're just going to have to wait it out to the end. We're just going to press the group. I'm just going to be part of that last group. I've never seen the God's word where he says, let go. No. I've never seen his word where he 
says, keep going. Right. Hey, man, if you're here, you're here to have an impact on somebody's life. And something's going to happen. I'm telling you, I've seen God work too many miracles just in the past three weeks. Yeah. You say, well, I haven't seen those miracles. Listen, you have to start praying and say, God, I'll show up here. Amen. Stick close to him. Dig in. Yeah. Say, God, I will in your life. Amen. I'll tell you, this is what we've done. This is what we've done at Mount Moriah. And I encourage you to do it. I said, we're going to get a hold of somebody. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the power of God on I said, I, we, I want you to be praying. God, I want, I want one name. Because the Bible tells me what happens when two or three start getting in agreement and start praying about somebody. Yeah. We had this, we had this grandmother say, I want you to pray for my grandson. He's lost. He's going, yeah, this is what we done. So we're we going to pray. And we're going to pray and pray and pray until God does something. Well, you know what happened is I had two or three others. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. We want all that this too. We got some folks from around. I said, well, let's get serious about it now. Hey. And here's something that's happened. Now, y'all need to hear me now. This is what's happening. God's changing me. I have no doubt that it's going to change those others that they're praying for. God's changing me. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're true close to me. That service wasn't a fluke. That service is just a tip of what God's about to do. Amen. Why? Because we draw close to Him. Yeah. And when you draw close to God, He, he draws close to you. I believe Standing on his firm promises, he's going to do something in those lives. They're going to have to make a decision. Yeah. They're going to have to make a choice. I believe he's going to wake them up. I believe he may come by. It may shake them really hard. I, I don't know what it's going to do. I got faith in him. I ain't worried about it. Praise the Lord. I ain't worried about it. I got faith in him. But all along the way, we're drawing close to him. And he's drawing close to this church. He'll do that in your life. You say, well, what did you say? Hey, what did you say? Draw close to him. Yeah. Amen. Draw close to him. He's the truth. And he'll set you free. He'll help you through these times when you don't know what to do. I had somebody talk to me and said, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't want to send my kids to school anymore. I said, listen, trust the one that you say you trust in. I knew their faith. I knew where they stood. I said, well, listen, the world was bad before. It's been bad for a long time. God is still able. Put your faith and trust in him. Lean on him. Lean on him. Amen. He will not let you down. Church, it's time for us to continue in his work. And we'll know the difference. You'll be able to see when the devil comes. You'll be able to tell when he comes your way. You'll be able to know. Young people, measure it up. Measure it up when your friends say, well, now wait a second. Wait a second. That, you're not really loving that group of people. You're not really loving that person. I didn't say quit loving people. Bible didn't say quit loving people. But it calls black black and calls white white. It says right. that he is the truth of the way. And everything you need to know is in his word. Measure it up. Measure it up. Don't let the world catch you off guard. Don't let that devil shoot that fiery dart you away and get you convinced that something else is, is true when it's a lie. It's time we teach them. Amen. Older people, I'm telling you, now God's, God's, I, I talked to a young lady. Actually, Brother Kenneth called me talking to her. We were sitting talking, and, and, and I want you to know what she needs more than anything else is some woman to come along her, some Christian woman to come alongside her and say, let me, let me help her. Yeah, show her some direction. She never had that. Mm-hmm. She never had that. Hey, hey, 
Hey, these young ladies need some of you. Yes. Amen. I appreciate your testimony. He said, I hope we've been a bunch of blessing and encouragement today. Would you have any to us? Yeah. I thought, Lord have, yes, I hope he has. These young men, they need these older men. Can I tell you, church, we need to bind together in the Word of God. Lift one another up in truth and prayer. Seek Him out and let Him lead and guide. This is a troubling time. We may, we probably, we probably will see worse. We may see worse close to home. But the God is able. He is able. He is able. Draw not to the church. Draw not to the church. Come on, Pastor. Come on, brother. Sing the verse of Psalm 